Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. If you're joining me on Twitter, what's up? If you're joining me on, on Facebook, what's up? Appreciate all of you. To all of those other platforms that don't allow me to go live, all from one area where I can do everything at once, shame on you for trying to have exclusivity and not allowing creators like us to be able to broadcast all over the place. Also, if you don't listen or if you don't watch on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter, you can always listen to the podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. Now, I must admit, I was ready if 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 I had done this pod at seven o'clock at eight o'clock, I was ready to come in here and full fledged eviscerate, eviscerate, um, all of the stars from from the Boston Celtics. But but I took a step back as I look and I noticed that I have the wrong um, episode up on here. I took a step back and I said. You know what? Let's not do what let's not do what everybody tends to do um the day after uh you know a game or a, a series defining um type of performance. Let's not blame. Instead, let's give credit, but then also let's empathize. But I want to start that by saying I don't want to hear anybody trying to blame this on Joe Mazzulla. This was not a game that was lost by the coach. You could say other games in the series were maybe not handled the greatest. You can say that, that the coach made some missteps along the way. But anybody complaining about Joe Mazzulla as a coach, you really are just like a hater. There's, there's no other way to say it. Number one, take this into account. Joe Mazzulla did not ask to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He was an assistant coach. I'm sure he wanted to be a head coach one day. But when he was sitting in his office, he did not think, that that year would be this year and that that year would be with this much stakes. So he took over a job that he may not have been ready for. But what do you do when they call your number? You take the job, right? When they call your number, you take the job. You don't you don't say, oh, well, I can't take the job right now because I got this. And I can't um, take the job right now because I got that. When someone calls your number, you take the job. And because you take the job, you are are hit with all of the pressures that come with the job. You have to figure out how to navigate the job when it's that high level and that high of pressure. The Celtics were, what, the second seed in, in the Eastern Conference? So... It's not like they full-fledged underachieved 
in the regular season, they ended up the number two seed. They got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and to a game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not Joe Missoula's fault that all of you think that Boston is better than Miami. It's not Joe Missoula's fault that in the in the game that meant the most, his stars didn't show up. Well, they showed up. I shouldn't say that. His stars didn't show up in a manner that would that would mean that they were stars. It's not Joe Mazzulla's fault. So why would we use the low-hanging fruit of, oh, let's blame Joe Mazzulla? At least I hope I'm saying his name right. Right? Like, why are we why are we trying to, to blame Joe Mazzulla for a game where their star doesn't like put up over over 15 shots. Not not just see. I said I wasn't gonna do this, and so I'm gonna rewind so I don't do it. It's not on Joe Mazzula. But I'm gonna say this. I have never been as good at basketball or maybe anything that I do, even though I think I, I'm, I'm a great coach. I think I do this really well. I may, I may not be as good at that as Jason Tatum is <clears throat> at basketball. But games like this come down to a mentality. I am going to win or I'm going to die trying. And when you have 13 shots, 13 recorded shots, you know, not counting fouls where you shot, but when you only have 13 recorded shots, I believe it is, it's hard for someone to say that you died trying. I watched the game, but it's only when I then look back at the stats. And by the way, for you stats people out there, this is why you have to watch the game and you need to look at the stats together. That's why it's supposed to go together. That's why one is like one is valuable because of the game. I don't need the stats to saw the game, but the stats confirm the game, right? So I'm looking at Jason Tatum's stats in 42 minutes. He went 5 of 13 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 14 points, 2 fouls. What does that say to me when I saw the game? That says to me he was not aggressive enough. LeBron James got swept. He put up 30 in the first half. Ran out of steam. Like, we call it what it is. I'm a Lakers fan. He ran out of steam. He expected his number two or the guy who probably should, because LeBron is damn near 40, be the number one guy. He expected that if he put a 30-point effort in in the first half, that that person would be able to pick it up 
and take it on into the second half. Never happened. Lakers lose. They get swept. Jason Tatum shoots 13 times in a game, four threes. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown, right? Meanwhile, Jalen Brown goes eight for 23, one for nine from the three, 19 points, five on fouls. That tells me that the mentality that Jalen Brown had was the mentality that Jason Tatum should have had. Those numbers should be flipped. Jalen Brown had eight rebounds and five assists, by the way. So Tatum had 11 rebounds and four assists. So you're not talking about like the sharing of it and distributing and doing the other things. Clearly, Jalen Brown was being way more aggressive on defense, which is why he had five fouls. Right? This is not to blame anybody. But what we're not going to do is blame Joe Missoula. Because neither one of those two gentlemen had a good game. Right? Jalen Brown turned the ball all over the place. Didn't shoot well. But he put up 23 shots. Jason Tatum put up 13. If I'm a coach and you and, and you come to me and you say, hey, who would you rather have put up 23 shots in a game? Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Give me Jason Tatum every day. The problem is that if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't know that Jason Tatum should be putting up 23 shots, then that's the problem. Meanwhile, juxtapose that by the 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 unsuperstar that Jimmy Butler is. Though just really gritty, tough basketball player that Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy Butler in his 43 minutes, by the way, 43 minutes for a 33-year-old Jimmy Butler. Right? 42 minutes for a 25-year-old Jason Tatum. For a 26-year-old Jalen Brown, 43 minutes. Why are they not playing the entire game? You want to blame coaches on that? Okay, all right, cool. But really, that's not coaching. If I go to the coach and I'm Jason Tatum and I say, hey, I'm not coming out the game. I'm going 48 tonight. You're telling me that the first year rookie coach who knows that most likely if they lose, they're going to pin it on him, is going to tell you, nah, we're not doing that. Fuck out of here. Out of here. Come on. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown should have most likely played every minute of that game. Every single minute. But I, I digress. So go back. Jimmy Butler, 12 of 28 from the field. Three of seven from three-point line, seven rebounds, six assists, 28 points. Does anybody think that Jimmy Butler is the same caliber of offensive player as Jason Tatum? 
No, right? But there's something about Jimmy Butler that said, hey, if I'm going to lose this game in this game seven in Boston, after the way we lost game six, I am going to lose the game. I am going to be the reason. I'm going to be the, you're going to put it on my back. Everybody else, let's get on, let's ride. Yo, shout out to Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin's the reason that they won that game. Well, come on, people. Really? Caleb Martin's not the reason that they won that game. Caleb Martin is a part of the team. The team won the game. But Caleb Martin's not leading anybody. This is Jimmy Butler's team. If you didn't know, now you know. It's not Bam. I don't want to hear that, oh, well, Bam is this and Bam. Bam is just another guy. He's just another good heat culture player. He is the next evolution of Udonis Haslam. That's who Bam is. He's the next evolution of Udonis Haslam. But this is Jimmy Butler's team. As Jimmy goes, they go. And when the playoffs hit, in this game seven or it's game six, and you just got your heart ripped out your chest because they hit the luckiest tip in the history of tips. All of you idiots out there trying to act like that tip in game six was somehow some great design play. I had some moron try to tell me it was on this was on Sunday, I think. Some moron on Sunday tried to tell me that the tip was a great play. Oh, that was just a great play. It was a play design. It was designed that way. No, it wasn't. The ball was clearly designed to go to the go to Jason Tatum. They doubled Jason Tatum. They doubled Jason Tatum. That's why White was open. That's why White had nobody on him when he inbound the ball because the guy who was supposed to be on him Went to double and make sure that the ball didn't get into the hands of Jason Tatum. They got the hands into the person that they wanted to shoot the ball. The worst three-point shooter on their team. Well, I don't even know by statistics he might not be. But if you watch basketball, he's their worst three-point shooter. They got their worst three-point shooter, Marcus Smart. And credit to him, right? Credit to him. Marcus Smart has never been afraid. He has very similar qualities to Jimmy Butler. He's never been afraid. So Marcus Smart looked at at a wide-open three and went, I'll bust that. The ball went in, rattled around, and popped out. If, If the ball does what it normally does on a long shot, hit the rim somewhere and bounce out, White never has a chance to get to the basket to get the tip in. He never has, nobody has a chance to get there in time. If the ball hits the rim a second time, the clock expires. So even if you tip it in, it is not going to count. Don't tell me, well, that was the play design. They threw it into him and then they shot the, shut up. 
tell me you don't know basketball without telling me you don't know basketball. It was lucky. And so now Jimmy Butler at a press conference says, hey, listen, I'm going to go home. I'm going to chill. We're going to get this right. We'll be ready to go because as I go, they go. Yeah, they listen to Bam too, but as I go, they go. And that man went out there, and whether he won or lost, he was going to go down shooting. It wasn't going to go down with him going 5 for 13 from the field. He's not built that way. So it sucks for Jason Tatum because he's a fantastic basketball player, and we know that one person doesn't win you a championship. But one person wins you a game. One person can win you a game. And you know how we know that one person can win you a game? Because Jason Tatum just went absolutely nuclear crazy bonkers in game seven versus Philly. Hey, Boston fans, guess what? Your team should have never even been in the Eastern Conference Finals. When Jason Tatum pulled this act in game six, he was able to have a great fourth quarter that pulled out a game that you should have lost in. Right? He put, he had a great fourth quarter that pulled out a game you should have lost in, and then in game seven, he had an all-time great game. Well, now you showed it to us, J Jason Tatum. Now you showed it to us. So now we need to see it again. And we didn't. It, it sucks for him because this is how he's going to be looked at, even though he's a phenomenal player. A phenomenal player. A great player. Still young. 25. But, 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 but basketball has a way of aging you. Not a lot of people get you in the kind of shape that the heat gets in, get you in. Not a lot of people take care of their bodies on the level that LeBron James takes care of their bodies. And then there's just natural genetics, right? There's just natural genetics. There's just the God-given things that certain people are going to have that others don't. And one of them is will. You cannot, you cannot, um, I don't believe, I should take that back. I do not believe you can teach will. Will is something that is ingrained into you, right? You either have it innately or through experiences that you've been able to see that you've come out of, you get it. That willpower. Some people are just born with it. Like I said, it's innate. Some people, you go through some things, and because you've been through those things, you know you can get through anything. The will. I have the will. I always say that. I always say, you know, my mom, my mom isn't like the most educated woman in the world. She's not. Um, she's not like, she hasn't had like a job for a job that she's worked for 
25, 30 years. But my mom is a is a hustler. She understands how to continue to hustle. So that mentality is in me. I know how to hustle. My grandmother, my grandmother was a grinder. So at the foundation of who I am, before anything talent takes over, is grind and hustle. That's that's what I've grown up with. That's what I've known. Grind and hustle. It's in, it's embedded into all of my brothers and sisters on my mother on my mother's side. Hell, it's embedded it's embedded into my sisters on my father's side, which tells me that my father, at the heart of who he was, was a hustler. Cause they're always hustling. They all they they always got it going. Some people don't have that, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. Shout out to the Heat. Shout out to Heat culture. Somebody um yesterday was saying, oh, well, you know, um, UD needs to get into the game. And I said that the beauty of UD, the thing that's fantastic about UD is that he doesn't need that. He doesn't need you to give him a ceremonial few minutes at the end of the game to feel better about who he is, right? He doesn't need that to validate his worth as a Miami Heat player, to to prove why he should be on the bench. He doesn't need you to throw him a bone. He knows who he is. He knows his role. He understands his place in the culture and he comports and he comports and conducts himself accordingly no frills no bs just get down and work pat riley said it best in order to do this you have to be in the best shape you can possibly be in how else can you explain how a man you these age with the mileage on his body that he has coming from where he has, who's never been the most talented, the most athletic, the biggest, the strongest, and he's been around here banging and, and banging and and, 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 and swapping and swimming the court with these dudes for how many years? There's something to the culture. Not everybody is built for it long term. It's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that LeBron James left that. I really and truly believe that they were a restructured, um, a restructuring of the contract of the other two of their big three away from being right back in that in that finals again that next year. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. I believe that Heat team, right? That Heat team that they would have been able to put together beats that Golden State team, even with Kevin Durant. Because the culture is different. The role players 
not only understand their job, but they do their job to the best of their ability. Shout out to Duncan Robinson, right? In my opinion, the GOAT of the, the, the and not GOAT in a good way, but the GOAT of game six. Like he goes out, wide open three-pointer, yo, this is what you're here for, misses it. Like my, my, my guy Coach Witt says, nobody goes 100%. Yep, but that's the one, right? Comes back this, this game, doesn't have a big role, doesn't play big minutes, but does what he needs to do when it's asked of him. You never see anything on his face but being in there for his teammates. I don't know what's going to happen in the Western Conference Finals. We have doubted the Heat at every single turn. We will not stop doubting them now because what faces them is an opponent that they just don't match up well with. They didn't match up that well with, 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 with Boston per se. Philadelphia would have been a nightmare matchup for them because they don't have anybody to, to guard and bead, really. But they don't have anybody that's going to be able to guard the Joker. And Jamal Murray is him. I guarantee you Jamal Murray will not go out like Jason Tatum did. You know why? Because he's hungry. Because in the times where he thought his team was good enough to win championships in the past, he's been hurt. So he's going to strike while this iron is hot because it's not guaranteed and he knows it. So we're going to doubt the Heat again. The Heat will not be favored in one of these games. It does not matter what the series looks like. They will not be favored. That's kind of just how the Heat like it. I feel like that's exactly what the Heat want. It's going to be interesting. This is a series that could end up in a sweep or in a seven-game epic series. There is no in-between for me. They're either going to get swept or it's going to be a long series. I'm going to sit back and watch. I know you'll be sitting back and watching as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. You just think a few times a week. Break the show, comment, agree, disagree, whatever you do. Keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining us on the YouTube channel, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Till next time. Peace.